Oh, yes. Special teams does matter. And today, in talking about the Falcons special teams, we'll be talking about one of the better units on their team, yet how they try to replace Avery Williams, both as a punt returner and on their coverage units this season. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So guys, you know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, and the very humble host of this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn, who's going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And we thank each and every one of you that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen each and every day. Shout out to the everydayers that check us out every single day and do what they do by come become an everyday or yourself by subscribing or following for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So we are finally finishing the positional breakdowns going across the entire Falcons roster ahead of training camp, which officially kicks off this week with the rookies reporting and then next week with the veterans reporting. So, you know, really it starts next week, but you know, stuff will happen this week with the rookies. And we are coming to the most important position, unit, whatever you want to call it, on the football field. We're talking about special teams. Anybody who is an everydayer of this podcast knows I have a special place in my heart for special teams. I think some of it is owed to basically being a Falcon fan for as long as I have, 30 years of, of fandom. And when you look back over that history, you know, the Falcons have generally had good special teams units. They've had a number of standouts. Over that period of time, you have, you know, kickers like Morton Anderson and Norm Johnson and Matt Bryan and now Young Way Koo. You know, the punter legacy is probably not as illustrious as the kicker legacy, but you've had some really good punters like Dan Straczynski and Chris Moore, Matt Bosher, Thomas Morstead, now Bradley Pinion. You've had some, you know, great returners over the, you know, before I was a Falcon fan, Billy White, was Johnson, Deion Sanders, Tim Dwight, Alan Rossum, Devin Hester, Cordero Patterson. You know, you've had some great cover guys like Albert Shelley, a pro bowler, Eric Weems, a pro bowler, all that and more. Not to mention the other reason why special teams matters is because like it can often be the kind of deciding factor in one score football games. Right. You know, we saw that last year with Richie Grant's block punt against Arizona. We saw Troy Anderson's block punt against the Rams, you know, was a big part of the Falcons ability to come back and, and make that game a one score game. It was, you know, a big factor in why the Falcons were able to win you know, against the Bears with, you know, Cordero Patterson taking a kickoff to the house. And there were several key special teams plays in the previous season. And I'm sure you guys can come up with many more. And so this upcoming season, when you're expecting the Falcons to play in a lot of one score games, you know, I would like to see the Falcons have the firepower to blow out teams and win a lot of games that way. But more than likely, it'll be very similar to last year where, you know, it's going to come down to the, the final possession or two, you know, whether it's a punt or a kickoff or, you know, whatever, a field goal, you know, the potential of a special teams play to 
be a deciding factor in the outcome of those one score games that go in the Falcons favor this year as they did in 2021 rather than against their favor like they did last year in 2022, you know, special teams could play a, a key part of that, right? So with special teams being the strength, you know, one of the strengths of the Falcons, um, let's talk about sort of the big three, the kicker, the punter, the long snapper, what, who most people think about with uh, Falcons and, and special teams in general, starting with Youngway Koo, right? And I don't have to sit here and tell you Youngway Koo's one of the better kickers in the NFL. You know, he's on the right side of 30, as, as we say. He'll turn 29 this August. Um, and when you compare him to, say, Matt Bryant, who the Falcons didn't pick up until Matt Bryant was 34 back in 2009, you know, presumably Koo's on the upwards trajectory still with his kicking ability and could play, you know, you know, Matt Bryant played a decade in Atlanta. You know, that means Koo could potentially play another 15 years in Atlanta. Now, we'll we'll see how that all goes. But it's the idea of like, you know, kicking is often like a golf swing and kickers tend to sort of mature and peak later in their careers because it, it's, it takes them a couple of years to really refine and dial in that sort of golf swing. But they're able to retain it long longer than most NFL players. Like normally, if we're talking about a player that's about to turn 29, we're talking about, oh, he's about He's on the decline or about to be on the decline, but that's not the case with kickers. So, you know, I think the other thing that helped extend the careers of Matt Bryant, also you can probably point to Morton Anderson and potentially could extend the careers of, of Young Way Koo is the fact that he does kick for the Atlanta Falcons indoors, you know, whether it was the Georgia Dome, whether it's now currently Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know, that is a very kicker-friendly stadium. I think I read a study from Football Outsiders a couple of years ago that basically said that the Falcons had like the most kicker-friendly stadium in the NFL in terms of actual field goals being made and whatnot. So that is something that we're looking for. So hopefully we're only, you know, at the very beginning, scratching the surface in terms of what Young Oiku's legacy is going to be here in Atlanta. And we'll be talking, you know, in, in some knucklehead on a daily podcast 30 years from now, we'll be talking about, oh, I've been a Falcon fan for 30 years. And, uh, you know, Young Way Koo is part of that legacy that I just rattled off with some of those other guys. But let's talk about Bradley Pinion a little bit. I thought Pinion was fine last year. He didn't really stand out to me. You know, obviously I have a soft spot for longtime Falcon punter Thomas Morstead, who spent decades here in Atlanta. And if you don't get that joke, then, you know, congratulations. Uh, <laughs> you're a normal person. Uh, but, uh, you know, what was weird about Pinion's 2022 season is that PFF graded him as a top five punter last year. And I was like, that's like the most low key top five punting season I've ever witnessed. Like we've had Basha, we've had Morstead, we've had other guys sort of grade that highly, but it always, you always felt it like, oh, that guy was kicking really well. And I didn't really feel that with Bradley Pinion this last year. So, you know, I guess that's a testament to how solid he was, that he was hardly noticeable. Um, and so, I kind of think he can be even better than that. So that is a very promising sign. If he, if he was just kind of lukewarm and he already was like a top five punter, at least according to PFF, you know, what could he be like if he's even more dialed in this year now that the Falcons gave him that three-year extension? You know, the thing I will say about Bradley Pinion, I thought his kickoffs were really good and he did an excellent job, you know, just basically boom and touchbacks, you know, uh, game in and game out. Now, wrapping up, you know, the, the big three, talk about the long snapper, Liam McCullough, who I affectionately know as the Highlander. I don't know if he's got Scottish uh, ancestry or, or Irish ancestry with that name. You know, for all I know, he, he could be Polish or something like that, for all I know. But I still will continue to call him the Highlander because my Scottish accent is better than my Irish accent. So we we lean towards the Scottish side of things. But, um, you know, he's a solid snapper in his first year. 
you know, snapper, long snappers are like, basically you don't want to notice long snappers, right? Like if you notice a long snapper, that's usually a sign of something bad happening. But, you know, Liam, Mike, um, not Liam, Meikenberg, <laughs> Liam McCullough, thinking about the swing tackle, Liam McCullough uh, did a solid year. And so hopefully, you know, we'll have some stability at this uh, special teams unit as, as these three guys are kind of, you know, should be theoretically with Koo under contract for several more years, Pinion under contract for several more years, and, and McCullough's being cost controlled for several more years, that this should be a stable group for the next two, three or more years, uh, similar to what we had for many, many years with guys like Matt Bryant and Matt Bosher and Josh Harris for basically, you know, playing alongside each other for what, seven, eight years uh, consecutively. So hopefully this is the beginning of that for this group. And we'll have some stability at this position where we've had some turmoil as we've transitioned out of those years with those guys, uh, you know, the last couple of years. But we'll continue today's episode talking about the battle for the return, the punt return spot. We'll also talk about how the new kickoff rules may impact a player like Cordero Patterson as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. But while the Falcons are looking for a new punt returner, you may be a small business owner and a hiring manager that knows that your success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself with. And you can quickly attract and hire the qualified candidates over at LinkedIn Jobs without having to sweat through, you know, daily practices in the Georgia heat like the Falcons are. Or you don't have to worry about the salary cap or waiver claims or any of that with finding a new punt returner. You can just post for free at LinkedIn Jobs, right? You can match with the candidates that have the right skills, values, and experiences that are going to help you achieve your goals. You can put your free job post in front of over eight hundred million member profiles to find those most qualified candidates and it's easy to screen and rate those applicants based off of their job qualifications all on one platform it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so head on over to linkedin and linkedin jobs is going to help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's a linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So the NFL passed a new kickoff rule and they continue to try to outlaw kickoffs from the game, which is their prerogative. You know, I'm not going to sit here and complain too much about it. They, they have the studies that say, you know, kickoffs are, you know, where a lot of concussions occur. Um, and so if they can eliminate that, then, you know, it will make the game safer. You know, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You know, always skeptical when it comes to the NFL and player safety. Um, but, you know, the new rule is that basically on kickoffs, you can now fair catch the ball and it basically functions as a touchback. You get the ball at the 25 yard line. And, you know, I think obviously that's going to have an impact on how many kickoffs are returned this year. It'll be teams will be less inclined to return kicks, but I think it will impact the Falcons a lot less because of the presence of Cordero Patterson, right? Given his historic greatness, arguably being the best kickoff returner of all time. And again, I would love to hear the argument that he is not number one on that list. Um, you know, I imagine CP is going to have the leeway from special teams coordinator Marquise Williams to return kicks if he wants to. He basically already said this to the media during OTAs. Um, and so I, I think it's going to diminish the Falcons impact on kickoffs less than it will your typical NFL team, right? You know, and I'm pulling these numbers out of my butt when I say this. So don't put any stock in the numbers. It's just to illustrate a point. But let's say on average, your typical NFL team returns 30% less kickoffs this year than before, right? Because CP is CP, you know, and, and, and is great. 
you know, maybe it only means the Falcons return 15% less kickoffs than your typical NFL team. So that's what I mean where, like, I don't think it's going to impact. They're going to still let CP be CP. Uh, and I think we'll see CP back on kickoff returns this year because of the likelihood that he'll have a smaller role on offense than he has had the past two years. Because it has been very clear that, you know, beginning in 2021, he was the regular kickoff returner. But then when he had to take up a bigger role on offense, they sort of scaled that back. And then last year, they kind of started off without him being a major player on, on kickoff returns. But then we saw, you know, by the middle of the season, especially in that Bears game, when they were trusting more in like Huntley and um, Algier to carry more low, they were they would trust it. So I think we'll see CP back on kickoffs, you know, long term as well. But obviously the big concern in terms of the return game is going to be replacing Avery Williams as the punt returner towards ACL last month. He's out for the year. The four prime candidates to replace him are Penny Hart, Josh Ali, Mike Hughes, D. Alford, Hart and Ali are wide receivers. Hughes and Alfred are, are corners. Those were the four players that Arthur Smith named when he was talking about who potentially were the candidates to replace Avery Williams. There's possible that there may be other candidates, Scotty Miller, Keelan Harris, Zay Malone. You know, some of these other guys on the roster have a return threats skill set, but don't necessarily have the experience like those four guys. Hughes is the only one that's actually really returned punts to any significant degree in the NFL. Um, but the other ones were at least punt returners in college. Um, so we'll see who kind of emerges from that. You know, people have asked me, will we see CP on punt returns? Will we see Bijan on punt returns? And I, I would be highly doubtful of that. Like that, that seems very, very unlikely that the Falcons would do that. Maybe they toy with it. They continue to toy with it this summer, but I don't think that's going to be something that they're likely to do. Right. But I think more than likely, the Falcons punt returner will be one of those four players I mentioned, Hart, Ali, Hughes, and Alford. Um, because Hughes and Alford have the potential to have a key role on defense in the competition for that starting nickel job, I do think that does give Hart and Ali, you know, an opportunity to sort of move for ahead because if one of those guys on the, on the defense, you know, winds up being the nickel corner, you probably won't see them returning punts this year based off of past precedent where usually starters do not play on special teams um, as evidenced by what I talked about earlier with, with Patterson being on and off uh, special teams. Um, so I think that's an opportunity for both Hart and Ali. Uh, and we talked about this when we broke down the wide receiver group, like if one of those two guys emerges as that punt returner, then that should be sort of th- the deciding factor in who's going to be that fifth wide receiver, you know, on the roster with the sort of the top four, Drake London, Mac Holland, Scotty Miller, and, and Kadero Hodge seemingly locked up or, or near nearly locked up. So we'll, we'll see about that, but you know, don't necessarily have a horse in the race. I think the key factors are going to be reliability and ball security. First and foremost, you know, muffing punts is the fastest way to the bench. Uh, in that regard. So that's going to be a, a critical factor. They have to have the trust that you, you're not going to screw up in that way in games. So you need to be able to not put balls on the turf or on the grass in, in practices in, in the preseason games. And, you know, punt return competitions aren't new here. If you've been around, you know, here, whether you're listening to Lockdown Falcons or any other Falcons content over the last couple of years, because it was a regular occurrence in the Dan Quinn era. Like I think the last four years at Dan Quinn, was here we went into each training camp not knowing who the punt or having a new punt returner because 
it was a couple of years where we knew Andre Roberts and Kenyon Barner were going to be the punt returner. But every year there was kind of a revolving door at that spot, you know, after Eric Weems' departure in 2016. And so, you know, the same rules kind of apply, you know, one big return in a preseason game can kind of be the deciding factor because you're not going to get too many opportunities to really distinguish yourself in the games. Um, and obviously in practice, you know, because there's going to be really no contact there, you're not going to have that. So one, one return can really be the sort of deciding factor for who wins that job. So we'll see who wins that potential battle. Um, again, if I was taking bets, flip a coin, Heads, Penny Hart, Tails, Josh Ali. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning at this point in time, but we'll see how it all plays out. Um, and we'll wrap up today talking about Avery Williams' loss and how it affects um, the coverage units, right? Not just in terms of the return game, but he's also going to impact, his absence is going to be felt on the coverage units and we'll break down sort of where the Falcons have some competitions to sort of replace Avery Williams' Um moving forward and we'll get into that as we continue and wrap up today's locked on falcons so uh before we get into you know the punt coverage units which is really me just being basically flexing my roster nerd special teams nerd muscles <laughs> at this point in time i'm sure most of you guys are already you know you 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 finish your commute to work but i just want to give a shout out again to the everydayers and for those of you that will make tomorrow's episode your first listen we'll probably talk about the netflix quarterback show uh by then i should have finished it and give you my thoughts on all the marcus mariota stuff or you know whatever so we'll see about that um on tomorrow's episode so continue to make us your first listen um but wrapping up today's episode you know as i mentioned earlier because of the rules marginalizing kickoffs you know the last few years for me at least when i talk about coverage units I tend to mostly focus on punt coverage units because when we talk about a guy being a quote unquote ace or Maven special teams player, like, you know, you know, that obviously isn't kicking or punting or snapping or returning. We're talking about coverage units and that's really because kickoffs don't really matter anymore. In part, you know, Bradley Pinion, 75% of his kickoffs were touchbacks. I barely even watched kickoffs on film last year, just kind of, skim through them unless 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 it was a big return like there's really no point um but you know when we're talking about these special teams aces we're really talking about guys finding roles in the punt coverage unit now because of the rules and whatnot and with avery williams being out there was a couple of spots where i thought avery williams was potentially going to fill this year and now with him being out now the Falcons are down bad even more because they already had vacancies there that Avery Williams was probably going to step into. And now they have double vacancies. If you, if you get my drip though, one of those spots is the gunner spot, right? You have two gunners, the gunners on the punt coverage units are the, basically the guys that line up out wide, basically like wide receivers. Their job is to basically go down the field first and be the first guys down the field, force the fair catch on a punt return. Or if it's not a fair catch, didn't make the tackle initially. Cardero Hodge and Mike Ford were the Falcons gunners last year. Hodge is back. He'll be back in that role. He's very good last year in that role. Mike Ford, not so much, which is to me why Mike Ford is no longer with the Falcons. But Avery Williams, to me, was a prime candidate. We've seen Avery Williams dabble as a gunner over the last two years. You saw in that Buffalo Bills game in 2021 where he forced that fumble. You know, he's made an impact when he's got limited opportunities there. So it felt like this year, okay, maybe this is the year where he finally gets to be the full-time gunner uh, with that 
vacancy, you know, due to Mike Ford's departure. But alas, that won't be the case due to him being injured. And if you listen to the cornerback breakdown I did uh, last week, talked about how Trey Flowers to me is kind of the front runner, I think, in terms of his background as a gunner to win that competition. He seems to me the most qualified candidate, but there are other guys. The Falcons added a bunch of guys that have that experience. Mac Hollins uh, spent most of his career until last year as a gunner in the NFL. That's why he, you know, was kind of a journeyman player because he was purely a special teams guy, but obviously because of his role in offense, I don't think we'll see him there. Now there's certainly a scenario where the Falcons acquire a certain wide receiver by the name of Corey Davis. And maybe that bumps Mac Hollins down the depth chart. And now he's free to be that gunner on the punt team. You didn't think I was going to get a Corey Davis mentioned on a special teams episode, but ah, I got you. Um, Scotty Miller also has experience as a gunner last year. Uh, he was okay in that role. Obviously, again, because he might have a more prominent role in offense, he may not be their first option there. But uh, again, obviously, you know, because the Falcons aren't going to use a ton of th- three wide receiver sets, you know, there may be more opportunities for Scotty Miller to get playing time on special teams than on offense compared to Matt Collins. So we'll see. Penny Hart's also a guy that has experience as a gunner. Mike Hughes does. Frank Darby uh, did that role primarily in 2021. Cordero Patterson obviously uh, has a lot of experience as a gunner in the past and and dabbled at that in 2021 before he sort of took over as as the main offensive weapon uh, in the backfield and whatnot. So there's plenty of options for the Falcons to fill that vacancy left by Mike Ford, but I thought Avery Williams was most likely to be that guy. I think Trey Flowers is the next most likely guy to, to be atop that depth chart, but we'll see uh, how those competitions go. Now, the other spot that Avery Williams could have potentially filled, if not the gunner spot vacated by Mike Ford, it was the personal protector uh, gig that used to be held by Eric Harris last year. Now, The personal protector is the guy that lines up in front of the punter and behind the line of scrimmage, uh, kind of like a running back. uh, That is basically the last line of defense to prevent the punt block. Right. Eric Weems did that job for many, many years when he was here in Atlanta. And I could be wrong on this fact, but I know it was definitely true when he left Atlanta the first time. I don't remember if it maintained its truth when he came back, but during his time in Atlanta, the Falcons never had a, punt blocked when he was the personal protector in a football game and then like those two years when he was in Chicago they had a bunch of punts blocked and so that can kind of tell you how important the personal protector can be to sort of impacting that specific outcome on the punt plays in that and so most teams in the NFL either use a safety or running back if you go down the list of personal protectors the vast majority of them are safeties and running backs obviously Eric Weems was a wide receiver there are exceptions to the rule so most likely in 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 the years without Weems the Falcons have usually had a safety or running back the last two years it was Eric Harris last year it was Deron Harmon the previous year I forget who it was in 2020 I want to say I know Teron Ward did it one year Quiz Rogers did it one year but anyway that that's neither here nor there. So I thought Avery Williams was potentially an option there because in addition to dabbling as a gunner, he's also dabbled as a personal protector in each of the last two years. Um, Felipe Franks also dabbled there last summer in the preseason. Jared Bernhardt also did some work there. Richie Grant did some work in the 2021 preseason there as well, but the Falcons really don't have a really anybody on the roster right now that has shown they can be a personal protector. Right. Um, you know, and with Jared Burn, like going this offseason for most of the offseason, I was like, oh, it's either going to be Avery Williams or Jared Bernhardt as the personal protector. Then Bernhardt retired. Then Avery Williams got hurt. And so now there's a, a wide open vacancy at that spot. And I think 
maybe DeMarco Hellams could do it, right? Again, the safety experience. He didn't do it in college at Alabama, um, but potentially he could. My guess would be Jalen Hawkins would probably be the guy. Like He's been a regular on the punt coverage units the last three years. In Atlanta, he hasn't been in that role. He's been kind of the wing guy, which is the, basically the equivalent of the tight end uh, on that position. But because of his experience, because, again, clearly the Falcons have an affinity for safeties in that role, it, he, he would be my best bet. But really, it's kind of a wide open position. Um, and so it's an important position, as I hopefully have illustrated. So that is a question mark. Like I'm much more worried about this than I am anything else re related to special teams. I, I like, I know most people care more about the punt return and you can certainly make an argument that the punt return will have, you know, obvious impact on field position and impact the game. But I do think if the Falcons have a bad personal protector, like that could really derail their special teams this year. So I'm very curious to see how the Falcons figure it out. Again, my best guess, it'd either be Hawkins or Helms, most likely Hawkins, but we don't know. I, you know, I'm not aware of anybody currently on the roster that has extensive experience, whether that's in the preseason or in college doing that, but we'll, we'll find out, right. We'll find out later this summer, you know, who the Falcons have planned for that. But again, I think my best guess, if I was to take my shot in the dark, it'll probably be Jalen Hawkins this year. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, I'm sure this is not the last time you'll hear me talk about the personal protector, uh, over the summer, but that will be certainly something that I'll keep my eye on. We'll probably, you know, probably won't find out too much about it in practices. So we'll, we'll just have to wait to that first preseason game against the dolphins to sort of see who's out there with the first team unit uh, as the personal protector, but we'll, 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 we'll see in a, in a couple of weeks. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk more about, you know, Marcus Mariota and, and, Netflix documentaries, uh, potentially on tomorrow's episode, we'll talk more about some of the rookies and, and maybe do some like superlatives for the rookies when they report later this week uh, at training camp. So that will be something to look forward to. And of course, you can always provide your feedback and ask questions that can be answered on future episodes via uh, email at LockedOnFalcons at mail.com. You can leave a comment here on Locked on Falcons YouTube channel. Uh, hit me up in the Locked on Falcons Discord link in the description below. Or you can hit me up on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Locked on Falcons. I'm on Falcons is on threads in Mastodon. So you can hit me up there if you if you jump ship from Twitter. The last couple of days, I haven't got locked on Falcons on either one of these alternative platforms. We'll we'll see which ones grow over the next couple of months to see if there's some Twitter alternatives that have some staying power. Maybe we'll get locked on Falcons on that, but we'll see how that all plays out. But you can provide your feedback on a variety of platforms uh, if if you wish. Um, so do that and make sure you continue to make Locked on Falcons your first listen. Uh, for your second listen, check out Locked on NFL podcast. Um, as well as the various Locked On Sports Atlanta shows. They're all part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.